Good evening. I'd like to call to order this May 31st, 2022 school board special meeting. Dr. Noonan, could you please take the roll? Yes, thank you. Dr. Demick? Here. Ms. Downs? Here. Dr. Gould? Here. Dr. Ortiz? Here. Mr. Reitinger? Here. Ms. Silberman? Here. Ms. Tice? Here. Everyone's present. Great. Thank you. If you could join me in saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Thank you. I'm seeking a motion to adopt the agenda. Move to adopt the agenda as presented. Thank you. May I have a second? Second. Thank you. All those in favor say yes. 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 All those opposed say no. Thank you. Motion carries. And we're now at uh, section two special meeting and 2.01 adoption of statement on gun violence. And I'll just um, kick it off a little bit and then I'm going to uh, throw it to Dr. Noonan for some further comment and context. I'm sorry, context. Uh, so we're here this evening. Um, as we spoke briefly and, and had a moment of silence at our last meeting, but we as a board felt that we wanted to further address um, the horrific occurrence that happened in Texas and um, address it as a board. And I think this is just the first of many conversations over the next uh, six weeks and obviously for a long time ahead, unfortunately. Um, but we're gonna kick that off tonight with uh, talking about issuing a statement on gun violence. And I'll actually turn it over to Dr. Noonan to give us some um, brief background and context. Thank you, uh, Chair Downs. I appreciate you all being here tonight uh, for this uh, special meeting uh, for the adoption. And it actually is gonna be not a resolution on um, gun violence, but rather a statement on gun violence. I uh, am particularly proud of the board for coming and doing this um, because I think some of the things that are, are being said in your statement or will be said in your statement are incredibly important to, um, uh, to the safety of our students, to the safety of our children, the safety of our community and the like. Um, as I was, uh, all of this sort of happened rather quickly with the uh, expectation of having a meeting tonight around this particular topic. And as a consequence, I started to um, ask Ms. Goodell if she would pull some things that we had done previously. Um, and sadly, um, I, I, we uncovered, and I remembered that we had done this, but in January of 2018, uh, the school board came together and passed a resolution in support of gun violence prevention just following the Parkland shootings. Uh, we also had an eight o'clock emergency meeting in the morning, one morning to talk about the safety and security in our schools. Um, and so uh, sadly, we're, we're reliving um, the same experience four years later following Parkland than that we had uh, previously. Um, so something needs to be done and, and I appreciate you all coming together. The other thing that we um, did at the same time um, or shortly thereafter Parkland was we did develop a three-part series on school safety and security that was presented to the board um, in April, May, and June of 2018 that talked about all of the things that we're doing in our schools to maintain safety from Securitas to um, some things that are actually uh, discussed in closed session because we don't want all of the public to know all of our safety measures. Um, again, we, we want people to know that our students are as safe as possible when they come to our schools. 
but there are some things that we don't want to let out because the people that would potentially exploit that don't need to know. So um, I look forward to on June 28th um, giving another presentation um, along with Ms. Michael and um, our security folks to talk a little bit about what, um, what has changed from this presentation, what is the same. Um, this was at the same time as we were developing uh, plans for the new high school. Um, and so we'll be able to share um, very similar pro, uh, presentation to this. Um, but again, um, sadly, we have to come back together to do this again. Um, the other thing that was mentioned today, and I don't know if it's okay to bring it up now or not, but um, I have been working with our communications team. Um, and as a, as a consequence of the significant um, outpouring of support for, for gun safety, um, evidenced by the number of students that walked out of Meridian High School and Mary Ellen Henderson Middle School last week. We are going to put into the morning announcements that on June 3rd, um, there will be a wear orange day. Um, certainly up to anybody, they can wear it or not wear it, but uh, if they're interested in wearing orange uh, for um, gun safety and gun protections, that would be important. And then also we're going to um, put in the morning announcements that on June 11th will be the National March for Our Lives. Uh, and we will, I'm sure, have a lot of students participate in that. Um, and, and it is a good time to remind our students that um, this board did pass a policy uh, last year that allowed for one day of excused absence for um, public engagement for civil action. And so if there are students that um, feel like they need to do more than um, just the March for Our Lives on the 11th, um, please know that um, you also have one day that is available to you that's an excused absence if your parents call you in uh, for, for social justice and for civil, civil action uh, to try to institute change in your community. Um, so uh, I know that there's a lot of um, conversation tonight that needs to be had regarding the statement. I think what's there is a great beginning and maybe it's almost done. Um, but I, I do want you to know that once the statement has been made, um, we certainly will put it out in the morning announcements tomorrow. And then uh, we can work with um, John Brett to, if you'd like, we can do a, a press release for you. Um, to get your, your language out to those that need to have it. So again, um, a somber evening to have to come together to talk about this, but I did want you to know that in some ways this feels a little bit like Groundhog Day because um, uh, the powers that be haven't acted in ways that are consistent with school safety. Uh, and there's too much uh, out there that can harm children, but I do wanna assure our community um, that we are, we are working and redoubling our efforts to make sure that our students is, are as safe as possible when they come to our schools. And we have some good protocols in place, um, but it's not, a, it's not a job that we can do by ourselves either. This is a community issue as much as it is a school issue. Um, so being sure that parents take the appropriate steps to talk with their students, making sure that they're observant of issues associated with mental health, referring students to school counselors, school psychologists, to their school nurses, to their pediatricians if necessary. And if you have weapons at home, the, the extraordinarily important step of making sure that they're locked and safe and put away. Um, so with that, Madam Chair, I'll, I'll turn it back over to you. Thank you, Dr. Nitt. And I believe you'll be, you are also, um, will be meeting with someone from um, 
uh, Moms Demand Action regarding safe gun storage. Is that right? I am. Uh, I put something out on on Twitter last week and said, you know, how important it was to to lock up your guns and your ammunition at home. And I got a response from uh, a parent in the McLean community, actually, who's asked to meet with me to help um, support getting information and potentially some solutions out regarding gun storage. And I want to I want to chase that a little bit and and hopefully. Um, have an opportunity to work with Ashley Mitzvitz, uh around some of that. Great. Thank you. So I thought what we would do to get started this document. So uh, everyone received uh, Mr. Reidinger's uh, draft. So I thought we would use that as a starting point. But um, I thought if you all agree, so it's not posted on board docs. So I'm thinking if people are watching this, they won't um, know what we're discussing. So would it be okay with you all if I read it briefly? Just read it and uh Madam, Madam Chair. Yes. We can project it if you like. We've oh, been okay. able to put it into a Google Doc. Sure. Uh if that's helpful. All right. So give us a second. If okay. you want to read it and then no, we'll no. We'll, oh, okay. we'll put it up there. Oh, okay, sure. Okay. Statement on gun violence. As members of the Falls Church City School Board, we are horrified by the recent mass murders in Buffalo and Uvalde. Innocent people were killed senselessly, children among them. We are most directly involved in trying to prevent school shootings like Uvalde, but as people and elected representatives of the city of Falls Church, both incidents require an immediate response. The epidemic of violence began some time ago and was slowed only by an actual pandemic. No one can be surprised that mass gun murders have happened again and yet again. These last two tragedies almost made absolutely clear that even armed law enforcement and guards are of limited use in the face of dedicated attackers armed with military-grade weapons and armor. Opposing background checks, banning ownership of assault weapons and large magazines, requiring safe storage of guns and ammunition, and appropriate action on body armor are the absolute minimum that elective representatives can do to protect our schools, students, and staff. The failure to take immediate steps would make those representatives complicit in mass execution. Okay, so that's our starting point. And I will maybe I'll kick it over to Mr. Reininger if you wanted to uh, open us open up with any comments. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I guess I'll briefly say, you know, it's always helpful to have your your work read by someone else because I noticed the opposing at the begin, beginning of the last paragraph should be universal or enforcing as opposed to opposing. Um, but I guess I would simply go back to the, the history that Dr. Noonan had gone through. This is not the first time that we've been here. Um, and I think <clears throat> both the, the current school board members and people who've been here for a longer period of years know that we've done everything we can um, as a school system, uh, both in open session and in closed session. Um, I think it's probably okay to say that things like um, School safety were one of the preeminent design considerations in the development of the new high school because of the threat environment we've got without going through what all these details are. Um, but it has become clear that this is not a problem that can be solved by schools. Um, as Dr. Newman said, it's a community issue and it's more than a community issue, it's a national issue. Um, and we as school board members hone very closely to our goal of giving students the best education, protecting them while they're in our care. But I think this cuts on me and cuts on all of us because we can't. Um, and so I feel 
at least personally, something of a need to step outside of the, you know, the, the blinders on education and focus within the parameters of the school that we normally try to keep. Um, I think we have to start to advocate for uh, political actions outside of our normal sphere of, sphere of authority. Um, it is painfully clear, at least to me, and I look forward to the discussion on the board, um, that there are, while there are many things that we can do and can continue to do, things like um, working towards safe gun storage um, and a lot of other things in the schools that we could certainly put in this resolution, um, and I would have no objection to, uh, that we absolutely have to do something to along with other measures like mental health um, and intervention. And intervention is clearly the most important thing that anyone can do. But along with those measures, something has to be done to, in my opinion, limit easy access to military grade weapons. Um, the, it is just too easy for a emotionally disturbed individual of any age but certainly um, a high school age kid or someone right out of high school who's going through a lot, has a lot of stress to have access to weapons that they can use um, in the horrific manner um, we saw in both Buffalo and Evaldo. And, and the last thing I'd say is the, you know, the, the counter argument that we most frequently see in this space is that, and you see this even today in the political argument, that the antidote to a bad guy with a gun is a good guy. Well, that just didn't work in either of these incidents. You know, we have we have people, whether wearing some sort of protection, in some cases military body armor, and armed in a way that you know the police can never should be, cannot be, and will never. Um, and it's just there are not enough police to go around. I, I, I shared with the board a note I saw recently that in Florida, the state where I grew up, there are now more police officers in schools than there are counselors, psychologists, or other people, or school nurses. And that's just, I mean, it's shocking to me that we as a country have skewed so far from rational data-driven actions to protect that which is most dear to us. Um, and so that's why I at least wrote as an initial draft for the board to consider a statement that goes a bit farther than I think we ever have before. Um, and as I said, I look forward to the discussion in terms of saying there, there is an absolute national imperative to, from a political perspective in order to protect kids, to restrict access to these types of devices, these types of weapons, guns designed for mass killing, um, along with other steps. And so with that, um, that's the, the impetus I'd say behind the draft. Thank you, Mr. Redinger. Would anyone like to get us started in our conversation? Um, I just had a small comment on, on the statement to start. Um, I fully support all, all of what Mr. Ranger has just shared and, and what he's written here. Um, I, and if we're, if we're going to list sort of legislative action, I, I think, um, 
red flag laws or extreme risk protection orders would also be um, worth adding. I know we've, we've made some progress in the state of Virginia on some of these, but I think sort of advocating more strongly for um, as, as wide as we can would be, I would like to see that added to the list. Yeah, thank you. I, I had also thought of red flag laws. What was the second piece? I missed what you said. Extreme, it, or, or both extreme risk protection orders, either, either phrasing, I think, word. Okay. Anyone else? Dr. Dimmick? Um, thank you, Mr. Reitinger. I, I also agree with everything you said. Um, I guess I had a couple of thoughts. I, I, I think we could sort of stick with this and aim it nationally. Um, but I was actually also looking at um, um, that every town research. Um, and, and while Virginia has made um, some progress on this issue, there is more that actually Virginia could do. And perhaps, perhaps aiming our, um, um, our sort of legislative goals at the state of Virginia uh, would allow us to perhaps be able to have more influence with our voice. So for example, uh, the state of Virginia doesn't bar the purchase of high capacity magazines and the state of Virginia doesn't ban assault weapons. Um, they could, Virginia could also require new handgun models sold in the state to have childproofing. Um, Virginia could also regulate gun parts, um, allow local jurisdictions to make their own gun laws. Uh, there were a, a variety of things on every town's website. So Dr. Dimick, are you thinking that this would be something that would be uh, incorporated into a statement or something that um, Ms. Silverman um, could help us with more like legislative priorities at the state level? I guess what I, and I am, I am flexible on this, but one thought I have for a statement is to direct it more at the state level um, with the, the, the things that Virginia has not yet done on gun safety. Thank you. Yes, Ms. Silverman. I'm happy to um, work with Ms. Dimmick on getting any of those ideas and getting them sent over to our uh, state delegate and our state senator. Um, I just want to add, my first lockdown was and was I'll pass for now. Okay, thank you, Ms. Silverman. So, uh, Mr. Ranger, would you do you think that we could um, add some language in here that would also um, focus on this on things at the state level? Thank you, Chair and um, Dr. Dimmick. I, I have no objection to any of that. I think you know. I, I will say, and, and I mean this, no disrespect at all, the, the notion that we're trying to keep the amount of killing down by having lower capacity magazines is one of the saddest things that I could ever say. But it's true. And, you know, you know if you can keep murders down to nine children rather than more, that's a wonderful thing. Um, I definitely um, would agree with you know, calling out things at the state level. But I, I, I if the suggestion is to, to limit this to something that would be um, at the state level, I I think we should also speak at the national level. I I, I would like to speak to both. Um, 
I'm not saying that we have much influence in you know, a country of um, well over 300 million people, but I think what influence we have, we should use to best. No, I would agree. I wasn't, I wasn't advocating for taking out the national piece. I, I'm wondering if we can add a sentence or two, something like at the state level, we'd like to see, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, if that would be something that, uh, yes, Ms. Minson. I tried to capture what um, Dr. Demick wrote down at the bottom, if that helps. Thank you, Ms. Minson. I, I just wonder if in that last sentence, in that last paragraph, um, second to last sentence, and taking appropriate action on body armor are the absolute minimum that state and national elected officials, elected officials, elected representatives can do to protect our schools, if that might capture um, the spirit of both and. Uh, just as an editorial suggestion, if we want to say something about the states, I might move it after, I believe, the second sentence. My, my preference would be to leave the last sentence of now, the next to last paragraph, as the last sentence of the overall piece, because it's, a, it's intended to be a yeah. closing sentence. So, Dr. Neer, are you suggesting if we added the state, the word state in there, we wouldn't need the the couple of sentences there at the bottom? I, I think that was the that was it. the intent of the suggestion, but but this is really your conversation, not mm -hmm. mine. So I'm gonna step away. What do you think, Dr. Dimmick? Would you like to be more explicit, more detailed? We can always work at the state at the state level with our legislative priorities. So what what we decide to put on this okay. is fine. Ms. Benson, would it be possible for you to share the link to the Google Docs so we could all look at it on our screen? Absolutely. Did you make comments? Thank you. Should be in your inboxes now. Thank you, Ms. Minson. Chair, could we add um, mandatory waiting periods? Sure, I think everyone would be good with that. Yeah. Yes. Is the second to last paragraph and the last paragraph somewhat duplicative? Like, is there a way just to make it cleaner in combining the two of you know, we support universal enforcement in addition to encouragement to our state legislature legislators to do all of the following. It, it just, I, I feel like 
red flag laws should be in both paragraphs. Mandatory waiting should be in both paragraphs. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, the, I mean, it, it does. I think, I think you're, uh, and I think that's a little bit what Dr. Neen was trying to do is just um, adding the word state in there and then, you know, everything that we would think of at the national level would be at the state level and vice versa. Chair, if I might suggest. Yes, please. Um, perhaps since the second paragraph or the third paragraph and the first sentence of the last paragraph were relatively duplicative, we could just delete that third paragraph and then insert a sentence after the first sentence of the last paragraph that is a parallel construction that says, we look to our national legislators to take parallel actions on a national level, or to take the same, or to take the same actions, whatever, whatever is the right phrasing, so that um, we start with the state, then move to the national, and then make the closing. Right, but we just have to make sure, right, that everything from the third paragraph is right before I, we delete I, that. I will add that in, in one draft I had circulated, it actually um, uh, removed the section on body armor, simply noting that that's not a, um, it's not a point that has arisen so far much at the legislative level. And I'm, I'm fine to not have that in there if that's appropriate. It's just very topical right now. Right, yeah, I believe Dr. Dimmick had, uh, written that in an email so i think that would be okay to take the body armor out um but yeah i, I just want to make sure that we we want to make sure we capture everything in that third paragraph let's see um... Yes. I, I don't want to get into wordsmithing the, the particular parts that folks are working into that. I think Trish is dutifully trying to figure out right now. Um, I agree with the statement. I, I'd like to make a suggestion, though, for, for one addition, um, and that is that. Um, it's nice to make a statement. Um, it's important for us to do so. I think we should, to the degree possible, commit ourselves to future action. So one of them is adding, you know, making a statement. We will add these to our legislative priorities until they're resolved satisfactorily. And then, you know, Dr. Noonan was mentioning some of the um, other activities, some of the other actions that are available. Uh, you know, I don't think we probably don't know what they all are. All of them could be now, but then saying that we commit ourselves to looking for and taking opportunities to advocate for these changes. Thank you, Dr. Ortiz. Yeah, let's... Um... I can send a sentence to Trish if that's helpful. Yeah, or if, yeah. Chair, I... 
Yeah, I was gonna say you could just yeah you could just put it in there. Chair, I I believe that Virginia has a red flag law that uh, um did not get overturned this legislative okay. session, but came close okay. to getting overturned. So it could be we want to say maintaining. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Dimmick. Yes. Again, uh, just responding to uh, Dr. Ortiz, I'm happy to push this as much as I can with our own state delegate and state senator. The fortunate thing, and I guess maybe unfortunate thing is they side with us on this issue, um, which is great. I, I love that they are with us on this issue. Um, they are not the ones that we need to convince. And right. so I think that's, you know, their influence can only go so far, but we will do the best we can as a board to keep them motivated to do what they can do best in, in Richmond. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ms. I agree that I agree with you that it's um, others in, in Richmond that we need to to convince. And Dr. Ortiz, you're adding that line that you. I don't want to lose the uh, thought behind Mr. Reitinger's um, last sentence for impact. And I wonder if there's the possibility of somehow moving um, that we're going to take, you all are going to take this on as part of your legislative priorities um, to even that first paragraph, the city of Falls Church, both uh, incidents require an immediate response and we will advocate. I, I don't know how to say it, but I just wonder to keep the impact of the sentence that Mr. Right. Reitinger is trying to keep at the end. Maybe there's a place to move. No, I think, yeah, just take out just what Trish is doing. If you take out the word further, I think that sentence works right after. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Um, Ms. Minson, I think um, we have maybe um, we have large magazines and high capacity magazines in that final paragraph. So is it okay to keep that under barring the purchase and then remove it, banning ownership? Or is it banning ownership? I guess, I don't know, what do you think, Dr. Dimmick? Is that look okay? And are we missing a word right before universal enforcement? So requiring universal enforcement of background checks, or I guess requiring starts here yeah, too. Requiring, requiring here. Yeah. Implementing. Oh yeah, implementing. Dr. Nina, how does, so if this statement um, goes out, as we were saying that we would 
um, hopefully send if the board agrees, we would send this out once we're once we approve it uh, via a press release. Do we put in there anywhere what what state we're in if this would be picked up? So would you say as members of the Falls Church State School Board in the state of Virginia or not? What we would likely do is in the preamble to your statement, we would say for immediate release from the Falls Church City Public Schools in Falls Church, Virginia. Okay, so great. it would it would say great where you're from. We're a little city, not everyone knows us. Yes, Dr. Dimitri. Chair, I made a change to the first paragraph. Um, and and uh, the last sentence will add gun safety items to our legislative priorities um, so that it we could it, it, it said these and we hadn't actually. Oh, gotten right. To those okay. Yet. Yep. Great. Thank you. Yes. I just wanted to note that. Um, we did talk before about all the things that we have already done, the things that we're continuing to work on. Um, Ms. Tice had suggested before in uh, an email, some adding some of those issues. I, I don't know if the board wants to do that or not, but if it did, I think it would fit fairly easily between the second and third paragraph, you know, and sort of flowing from, you know, here are the actions we are as a school board are taking. And then you go into this, um, but we can't solve this by ourselves. And then that takes you to, we left it. So if you wanted to add, you know, and this goes also to what um, Dr. Gould was saying before um, about you know, emphasizing the things that we're doing, the actions we're taking, I think we could put in, you know, another two sentences between those second and third paragraphs to do that. Ms. Tice, what, what do you, I, I know that we, um, some of the items you brought up, we, we addressed about the right. wearing, wearing orange and, and the march and all that. And I know some things um, we're going to know at the end of the month when we have the much more in-depth conversation. So I don't want to, I, I'm a little, has, I don't, I, you know, I think the big things are going to come in another few weeks. So I don't know what, what are your thoughts? On I that? mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay if we want to keep this statement, you know, more, more focused and targeted. I had a, a, a few more comments, you know, once we've once we've passed this, um, but I'm okay keeping this kind of narrower. Okay. Thank you. Does everyone just take a second to read it through one more time and from the beginning?
Yes, I struggled. Um, I don't have a suggestion yet, but I just, uh, I, after reading this, it feels like the first paragraph and the second paragraph, there's, I wouldn't say redundancy because I feel like all of those sentences are needed. I'm just wondering if, um, I feel like our message is really, it's clearly the the understanding of the the epidemic that we're experiencing, but also really what we're trying to advocate for. So I wonder if we deleted the second paragraph, if that would change the tenor of what we're trying to advocate um, and just had the first paragraph and the third paragraph. Um, yeah. Or combine first and second, but I, I do feel like there, we could shorten the second one or delete it altogether. That's my suggestion. I'd be somewhat disinclined to delete the second paragraph um, because I, I, mean, I think it makes at least one substantive and one rhetorical point. Um, the, you know, the, it, we don't cover um, in the first paragraph at all, sort of the history that goes beyond prior to these two earlier incidents. And that's what the, um, the first and second sentences go to. And then I think the third sentence covers a point we don't often, we haven't raised otherwise, which is sort of the good guy with a gun versus bad guy with a gun point. That I would, I would at least prefer to see maintained somewhere in the document. That makes sense. Yep. And, and I think it does speak to, uh, you know, the fact that I think we as a school board and other school boards have to deal with, you know, the the call of, you know, putting armed resources, resource officers in all the schools is not the answer. Um, so I think it also addresses that piece. Yes, Ms. Silverman. I just wanted to go back to try to say what I was trying to say earlier. Um, I just really, one reason why I love this school district is we take emotional health so seriously here. And whether children were close to this incident or not, they might have a lot of feelings about this. Um, my first lockdown was an active shooter who was a mile away at another school when I was in sixth grade. So I know the effects it can have on kids. And so just, I don't think it needs to be said because um, I know that we're doing it, but just having those resources available to students because it does affect everybody in the community. Even, you know, for me, I was a mile away in sixth grade, um, whether they were in the school or many states away, it, it's affecting everybody. So I just wanted to thank um, the team here for using the resources, how they need to be used. Thank you, Ms. Silverman. Great point. Any other thoughts? Yes, Dr. Ortiz. A little bit of nitpicking. Um, on the authorizing universal enforcement of background checks, is there are there too many words there um, that, you know, I mean, you know, um, implementing universal background checks, you know, I, I, so I mean, I, there's probably a, a way to, uh, to, to simplify it, because I don't know if we have. Um, um, I mean, so I don't. I don't have a. Uh, I don't. Again, I don't feel too strongly, but I think maybe you know, we could do just a universal background check. And we can, yeah. It, it previously. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I might just suggest striking authorizing and saying enforcing universal background checks. 
That's good. <laughs> Any other thoughts? Okay. Ms. Minson is our attorney. Any? There are, I think, three or four more comments that we want to resolve. Oh, okay. I didn't want to make changes without yes, yes. you all agreeing. Thank you. But I do agree with considering moving as people in the second sentence. And yeah, then... I think that's good. Okay. And I think Mr. Reidinger had a change here, commits to, which I think makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I think adding, and then we'll look for opportunities works if that's agreeable to the members. Can I make one more yes. comment? Yes. Um, I, I appreciate and support the the powerful close, closing sentence. Um, I just want to make sure that we don't um, only focus on gun violence being, uh, you know, mass mass shootings. Um, that's like what gets the headlines and what it is the most shocking. But it's not really the majority of victims of gun violence, um, even at the even within school populations. So I don't know if there's a way we can. Can acknowledge that. I mean, I think it's complicit not just in mass ex mass execution, but in in all victims of of gun violence. Um, or in I don't know, want to say all victims, but um, I don't have a I don't have a quite a suggestion yet on on the on better wording, but not just mass shooting we're addressing here, or or, or this would help solve. I mean, uh, if I might, uh, I, I think I get what Ms. Tice is trying to get at, and it kind of goes to what I think Ms. Silverman was saying before. Um, I mean, continued gun violence doesn't really do it for me. What what I think they're talking about is, you know, the widespread um, emotional trauma that gun violence imposes on kids and really everyone. Um, but the question is, what's the right way to say if that's if that's the intent? What's the right way? Because it's not universal trauma, but it's it is. I mean, you want to you got the thing that you want to capture is it's not <clears throat> the the harm from gun violence is not just dead children. It's a damaged society and a damaged emotional well being among 
nearly everyone. Can I? And I, I don't want to speak for anyone. Um, my my interpretation of um, I think it may be a slightly different um, in that you know, one of the things we know is that there's gun violence in communities of color that isn't particularly recognized and it's only recognized in moments where there's mass execution of um, large swaths of kids, yet the gun violence remains in other communities. And I, I think that might be kind of what you were driving at too. And so maybe it's a both and. Yeah. Great point, Dr. Noon. Psychological trauma or something like that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's both. I don't want to disregard what I mean, but I, I was trying to put in the point that it's not just Yes. Thank you, that works for me. Is that, how does everyone feel about that last sentence now? Ms. Silverman, are you okay? Is that thumb up? Thumbs up, okay. Dr. Dimmick, okay. Dr. Ortiz. Okay, so I think we have a statement. Um, now I'll, I'll look to you, Mr. Reidinger. Do in terms of a vote, you want to vote on this? Is that right? If it's a statement, I would think we should vote on it. Okay. Yeah. So, would you be willing to make a motion? I think so. Chair, uh, I move that the Falls Church City School Board issue the statement that we have drafted here today on gun violence. Thank you, may I have a second? Second. Thank you, Ms. Silverman. All those in favor say yes. 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 All those opposed say no. Thank you, the motion carries. Okay, and before we adjourn, I believe Ms. Tice, you had some other things you wanted to say. And, and Mr. Reidinger, thank you for your leadership on this uh, item, very much appreciated. Yes, Ms. Tyson. Oh, yes, thank you. I just wanted to take a moment and kind of echo some of the other sen sentiments. Um, I'm just so grateful that our um, both our elected officials um, across the street and our local leaders here have just been so um, supportive of this 
of this mission and um, are such strong advocates of, of gun, common, gun sense, common sense gun legislation. Uh, I'm so proud of my colleagues here on the school board um, to be here tonight with you all. Um, I just, I've been an advocate for gun violence prevention for many years with Moms Demand Action and I served on the Falls Church City uh, Council's gun legislation working group a few summers ago. Um, I'm not new to the fight. Um, I just wanted to to reach out to those of you who are are listening and who are are motivated um, and inspired for for more action. Um, it can be really discouraging when you're working in this field, um, but there's really, as the internet will tell you over and over again, there's great memes out there to inspire you, but there's no other option but to keep going. I mean, that that is the only option we have um, in advocacy. So um, tonight's resolution might seem kind of narrow in scope, I think, and I appreciate that we were really trying to focus on, on the legislative solutions that are really the best answer. Um, but I think it's also important to acknowledge that the issue is wide and deep and there's a lot of other things that um, a lot of other pieces to the puzzle. So if, if those who are watching and they want to get involved, I'm grateful that Dr. Newton is supporting the word and the schools are supporting the word orange initiative on Friday for um, National Gun Violence Awareness Day and the March for Our Lives on June 11th. I will be there yet again with my family. Um, we will keep wearing our shirts and marching as long as it takes. Uh, I also wanted to take a moment just to acknowledge we've a lot of press and attention goes to the parents, how scary it is to put your kids on the bus and um, how traumatizing this is for kids. And I just sometimes worry that not enough attention is put for, towards our teachers and our staff and the added stress and trauma that this puts on on everybody who's in a school system. I mean, and communities at large, but particularly when we're focused on school shootings um, and school safety. Um, I know that the teachers and staff, I know you're not always okay. And I just want to know, I just want you to know that you're seen and that we do, we know, and we're working. Um, and it's it's scary and it's not OK. And nobody here is ever going to ask you to be armed or to pretend like any of this is normal or OK. Um, and if there's anyone who wants to get involved, there's so many ways to do it. This is a nonpartisan. It, it, there's nothing. There's no reason this has to be a political issue or a partisan issue. It really does not have to be that way. There's um, you can find a candidate and support it. You can run for office yourself. You can find an organization. I happen to work with Moms Demand Action, but there's a lot of great nonpartisan ones out there. Um, and or even just as small as um, normalizing the conversations about gun violence and normalizing asking it when your kid is going to be in another home, whether there's a gun there, um, volunteering that information about your own home and whether the guns are safe and locked if they are there. Um, there's so many things we can do on a large scale and a small scale. And I just wanted um, to make sure that we acknowledge the broader issue as well, um, as opposed to the legislature. It can be very discouraging to feel like we don't have control over the legislative solutions. Um, I think the statement and anything we can do in that regard is important, but there's there are a lot of other options on the table too. So um, and my friends who have been working much longer and much harder for me than me um, on this front, they're tired and they've been working tirelessly for so long and they really need to pass the baton. So if there are people out there who can find anything, um, any way to help carry that baton for them um, and keep this mission going. I mean, like I said, we don't have any other option, but to keep going. So I just wanted to take a moment and thank everybody here and thank the, the community who's listening. Well said, Ms. Tice. Thank you very much. And I, and I, I agree that the staff piece is something that, you know, in, in, when we talk um, at our work session in, in June, that's a big piece of it too, is that the, you know, and I know from that recent um, false alarm at Meridian and, and at Henderson, that was, that was very trying for our staff. So that is an important piece of this that we can't forget for sure. Any other comments before we close out this evening? Dr. Noonan, anything? 
I, I would just say um, thank you to the board. Um, I think one of the things that we all have an opportunity to do and oftentimes a responsibility to do in positions of leadership is to step outside of our particular roles. Um, you know, another area that we've we've talked a lot about and and um, it's it, it's around student achievement and we know that poverty is a major driver of student achievement. So I, I'd love to work with the community on some of these other bigger issues too that I think um, can, can we, we can make some inroads together because you're such a powerful group of people and uh, look forward to wearing my orange on Friday in support of um, gun protections and uh, you know enough is enough. Looking forward to um, hoping to uh, looking forward to making change. Thank you very much, Dr. Nina. Ms. Minson, thank you so much for your help with your, I'm always amazed at how you can do that on the fly because I can't keep track of all those edits. So thank you very much for your expertise. Ms. Michael, thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you for running the streaming and for spending your evening with us. And um, and I think Dr. Nina, you'll work with, with Mr. Brett to get this, our statement out um, via press release and uh, any other means, morning announcements. Right, we, um, I know that uh, the Fall Street News Press was watching this evening. Um, we'll send the statement uh, along with the news press to um, all of our outlets. That'll probably go out tomorrow by noon. Uh, and then um, morning announcements, uh, this meeting will be in there as they always are. And so Ms. Henderson, uh, who is helping us with the morning announcements has gotten it already. So okay. thanks. Thank you very much. And again, thank you, Mr. Ranger. Thank you for your leadership on this. Um, we really are grateful that you uh, got us moving, going in the right direction. And this is, again, just the first of a, of a much larger conversation that we'll be taking up. And, and for the public who's listening, when we have that conversation, we'll be in summer recess. But Dr. Neal, we'll make sure we'll get that out. We'll email that out in, in June. So even though people are away for the summer, they'll still get to watch that school security update. 100%. Great. Thank you. And with that, uh, this meeting is adjourned. Thank you very much.